This episode of the Coin Spice Podcast is brought to you by Cash Shuffle. Because what you do with your money is your business. To give this new product a try for fungibility and privacy, head on over to electroncash.org, download their latest wallet 4.0.0, and give it a spin. Cashshuffle.com for more information. Because what you do with your money is your business. is really going on crypto savages you are listening to the coin spice podcast with host c edward kelso editor-in-chief at coinspice.io your home for spicy crypto things on the net thanks laura for for coming on the show no problem kels i'm really happy to be here and honored actually yeah yeah well i think it's important you know that we step back uh, and appreciate the people who day in day out um, use cryptocurrency and get their perspective. I think we get lost a lot of the times in the development debates, uh, maybe even the broader philosophical ones, and we forget about, you know, arguably the most important person, which is the user, and that's you. So um, let's get right into it then. First off, you're, I think it's safe to say that you're not the typical um, demographic, the cryptocurrency, at least at first, um, people would say, would, 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 I guess, what's, what's a polite way to put it? That <laughs> Usually it's a young white kid, you know, in his mom's basement, anywhere between 18 to 22 years old, who's messing around with cryptocurrency. And you're obviously not a dude. So how the heck did you find cryptocurrency? Well, a friend of mine actually um, is a developer for Bitcoin Cash. And he was telling me about it, and I was like, huh, this sounds really interesting. And, you know, we were speaking about libertarianism and, you know, how I had discovered, you know, libertarianism, and we talked about a lot of things that we had in common, you know, political. And then he, you know, turned me on to Ross Albright, and I started reading about that. And, you know, I'm not you know, one to do Silk Road or any of those kind of things. But I was like, this guy got a really raw deal um, for developing a website, which other people used for illegal purposes. And mm-hmm. I started researching that. And then, you know, I found, I looked into cryptocurrency and I, and of course, like everybody in the beginning was like, oh man, I can make so much money. And this is right before <laughs> the market. <laughs> and I did. You know, I made a fair amount of money, (laughs) then I lost a fair amount of money. But I mean, at that point, I was hooked. I said, this is really cool. And I just, you know, and I just started reading people's tweets. I got to know people. And, you know, at first I had gotten books. And well, you know, you can learn a lot from books. But until you actually start using it, you don't really know what cryptocurrency is. Right. That's a, that's an excellent point. And that's why I think you're, you're so valuable. I know we chatted uh, one time in the CoinSpice uh, Telegram um, room that we were talking a little bit about, you know, developers and how they were coming up with the latest gizmos and gadgets and tools and stuff. And you were asking some, you know, rather basic and very pointed questions. You're saying, well, what about this and that? And they were desperately trying to explain it to you and going way too far out there. And you're just like, look, <laughs> Just, just tell me, you know, what to push and what to click. 
And I found that super, not, it doesn't say anything about you. It right. says everything right. about them, you know, because I- imagine if, you know, you or I or me, let's well, just put me, if I had to understand exactly how my car works for me to be able to drive it or, you know, I could probably explain how email works, but, you know, I really couldn't tell you much about, um, you know, my DVD player, you know, I, I mean, w- whatever it is. So um, right. I think that's super, super important. So the gateway drug was libertarianism. Is, is that what kind yes. of first led you there? And taxes. Taxes, yeah. <laughs> you know, taxes are horrible. Yeah. Um, nobody likes to pay taxes. And as you become older, the more taxes you have to pay, <laughs> you know, it really becomes a bummer. And, you know, so we started talking about taxes and I was like, you know, what does the tax ramifications of cryptocurrency? You know, and I started looking into that and it was, you know, before they started taxing crypto at a high rate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that actually was a, a very big lure for a lot of people. And, uh, that uh, was quickly, uh, quickly shuttled. So, um, well, I think it's going to be a lure, you know, a huge lure in the future too. I mean, yeah, we're, we have to pay taxes on it, but it, it's gonna, I think that with the way things are going and the way that if the Democrats get into office, the, if our taxes increase the way they say they want to increase them, I think that's going to be a huge push to cryptocurrency for a lot of America. Yeah, people people will want to escape um, a lot of those costs, and uh, yeah. you know it, it'll just become more, I guess, profitable for them to do that. And cryptocurrency is certainly a way. So, so you you actually had a friend who was a, a Bitcoin Cash developer, and yes. so you guys start talking about the libertarian stuff, and cryptocurrency comes up. Do you remember? Like, did this person send you um, your first, or did they have you download a wallet, or? What what was the process? No, nothing. Actually, <laughs> he really didn't help me much at all. I mean, I stumbled through cryptocurrency in the beginning. I mean, I didn't have anybody to hold my hand. I didn't have anybody to teach me. It was more like, and I was like, how do I get this? Oh, well, you can get it off of Coinbase. And then, you know, I was in Vegas and I was like, oh, is there an ATM here? You know, well, what's the fee, you know, for buying, you know, at the ATM? And I was like, you know, show me. And we just didn't have any time. So I, you know, it was up to me to discover and to learn everything. And I stumbled. I lost money. I mean, I've sent and I have no idea where, you know, this one thing that I sent $500. I have no idea where that $500 is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, which is probably worth about 20000 or not twenty, but I mean, it's probably worth about $10,000 now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are expensive lessons and they're, they're really valuable ones. <laughs> um, <laughs> and but yeah. I, I learned quickly after that, when you're trying to figure something out, you test it with a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So you're, you're, you're much, much beyond that. So Slowly you get into it, like you say, you learn through trial and error, which I think a lot of us did, and then the light bulb goes on and it makes a lot of sense to you. Now, you're not in, again, I hate to harp on this, but I think it's so important uh, for listeners because a lot of times we, we, we do the coastal thing. You know, People are either in New York or they're in California and Silicon Valley, or I get a lot yeah. of guys in Paris or London. 
you're in friggin' North yeah. Carolina, right? <laughs> I am. I am in the middle of nowhere. Well, I mean, I'm about 35 minutes west of Asheville. Um, and I, but it's and Asheville's like a college town, like a hipster town. No, it's not a college town. It is a hipster town. It's oh, up okay. and coming. It's very. It's a very up and coming city. Um, it is. You know, it is an old city, but it is really becoming new. Um, a lot of building is happening. A lot of growth. A lot of younger people are coming here. So it is definitely an up and coming city. And, you know, it's being written about and it's beautiful here. And I think, you know, we have a slow life here. You know, it's very slow paced, not like New York, not like California. You know, it's just very laid back. Everyone is laid back. Um, everybody likes everybody. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican, even though those things are starting to change. <laughs> but, but everybody likes everybody. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter your education. Every, there's just a lot of respect. And you're, you're not even in Asheville, so you're actually adjacent to that, right? Yeah, I'm outside of Asheville. <laughs> so what, what happens when you're talking your your cryptocurrency talk um in in your town in in north carolina what what kind of reception does it get Duh. <laughs> <laughs> i mean they watch the news it's not like they don't watch the news um sure. um they see bitcoin you know here and there uh i get a lot you know i now have the rep reputation of the bitcoin girl you know, hey, aren't you that girl that does the Bitcoin? Very nice. Pretty much. I, you know, I am one of the only, you know, women here that does the cryptocurrency. And in that respect, I'm one of the only people. Um, but they do know that if they want to know something about it, that they ask me. I get a lot of people coming into my workplace, you know, asking me about it. And, you know, I can't really talk about it at work. Um, cause I am in the banking industry. I was going to ask you. Yeah. yeah, I'm in the banking industry. So it's not something that I like to talk about at work, but I, you know, I do tell them how they can get a hold of me, you know, after hours, if they have any questions. And very cool. And have you helped help people like set up wallets and so on? Yeah, I help people set up wallets. Um, I let them know about about Coinbase, um, I will sell them some every once in a while, you know, just to get them onboarded. Um, you know, like I have one guy that said, hey, I've got like a box of, you know, $20,000, you know, under my bed. You know, I think if I bought some Bitcoin, it would free up some space. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I think that would free up some space, all right. <laughs> sure would. You know, so, um, you know, I've turned him on to it. Um, but, you know, I don't like saying that it's an investment. I never pushed it as an investment mm -hmm. um, because it's not a good investment. And I don't need that coming back on me. You know, somebody saying, hey, well, you told me I can make this amount of money and that amount of money. So I never suggest doing it as an investment. Yeah, that's it's, real, real, real important because there is a, yeah. there is a get rich fever um, that everybody has. And so when they see the number go up stuff, uh, especially in the last, you know, in the recent weeks, uh, right. then they start coming with more questions, right? Yeah. And, you know, I have one guy who comes in and, you know, he's always, when are you going to teach me how to invest? When are you going to teach me how to invest? And I'm like, I'm never going to teach you how to invest. 
I'm just not going to do that. I will teach you how to spend it. I will teach you how to buy it. I will teach you how to, you know, buy things with it, but I'm not going to teach you how to invest in it. It's something I've, and I've told many people that, you know, but then again, you know, there's that flip side where you're like, you want to get them turned on to it and you want them to learn, you know, in another respect, but I don't want to make that mistake of having it come back on me saying, you know, you told me I could make all this money and now I've lost my life savings. Yeah. And that's, that's happened, uh, happened a whole lot. So I think the, the watchword always when you're out evangelizing or proselytizing or however you want to put it, um, <laughs> the, the, the good news of Bitcoin cash or, or whatever um, cryptocurrency project you're into is to let people know, Hey, this is really new. This is <laughs> very <laughs> volatile. This is a new technology. You get into it very slowly. If you, if you can't afford to lose that money, best you keep it out of there, right? And that's, yeah, and that's what I tell people. That's what I tell people. If you can't afford to lose it, then don't do it, you know? And but, just, just being in the, in, the, in the retail banking sector, that, like, do you mind if I ask how long you've, you've been in banking? Not very long, actually. Okay. Not very long. I was an accountant for a very long time. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. So mm-hmm. just being an, an accountant and then now being in the, in the banking industry, does that give you kind of a special insight into, into cryptocurrencies and why they might be valuable? Say uh, a, a woman that has your same sort of um, you know, demographic you know, and so on, maybe might not have caught on to cryptocurrency as fast. Does that, does that play a role? Um, no. Um, let's see. I don't think that really had any bearing on it. I think it was just me looking for something to do with my money. You know, I had mm-hmm. money and I didn't want to do the stock markets. Um, I'm really good at spending money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking for a way to spend it, but the global aspect of it for me, um, more than anything, because I love to travel around the world say, yeah. and knowing that I can go from one country to another country and not having to exchange that money. Um, that's a huge deal. You know, you might not think that it's as big a deal as it is, but it can become a huge hassle. I mean, when I get off the airplane, the first thing I do is I go to an ATM. You know, and I have to convert my money, you know, and just withdraw what they have so I don't have to go and pay all those fees to convert it. So crypto, you know, and but you have to find that ATM. And sometimes right. those ATMs don't have English on them. So you're just mashing buttons. <laughs> 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 and, you know, when I was in Tibet, you know, my dad and I were trying to get, you know, some Tibetan money and we couldn't get it out of the ATM. You know, we literally could not get money out of the ATM. We had called the credit card companies. We had called our bank, you know, and he used, you know, his ATM card. I used mine and we could not get any money out of that ATM for anything, you know. And then there was a huge mix up at the airport about us getting a plane ticket, you know, about getting our tickets out. Well, in the country of Tibet, you have to, when your flight is ready to leave. You have to leave that country. There right, is no. Right. Um, well, there was a mix-up with our flight, and well, there was only one ticket available versus three, and they had canceled the flight but not rescheduled us. 
So our visa was up and we had to get out of that country or we were in big trouble. Well, so we tried to, we just said, screw it. We're just going to pay whatever it costs, you know, to get a ticket to fly out of the country. Well, we tried to use my dad's credit card. He used his American Express. He used his visa. I tried my MasterCard. I tried my Discover. And they kept saying, no, it has to be an international credit card. And we were our international credit card. Well, no, they wanted a Chinese credit card, you know, and I just looked at my dad and I go, dad, think of how easy this would have been if we could have used cryptocurrency, you know, and at that point, my dad came around and my dad's 78 years old and he's Uh like, you're right. This cryptocurrency thing is going to be big. And I was like, it is, it is big dad, (laughs) you know, so it's really important. And uh, yeah, I think that's going to be a major use case. We saw it uh, with our uh, um, our own Hayden Otto. He he's done some uh, some interview work in his part of the world in Australia and in resort towns there. They have found that to be the case as well. That people do sort of one stop shopping in terms of uh, currency swaps, buy a bunch of Bitcoin cash, and because the merchants there all take it, that solves all those headaches. Yeah. It solves a lot of headaches. You know, we wouldn't have been able to get out of that country if it wouldn't have been for our tour guide. He actually gave us, you know, the money off of his credit card. And then when I got home, I sent him some Bitcoin cash, <laughs> you know. Wow. Okay, and there he it is. <laughs> he loved it, you know. And he went out and he goes, what can I do? What can I do with this, you know? And, well, first he had to actually be able to get the app because, you know, in Tibet, they, he wasn't able to get it. So he had to borrow somebody's Apple login and, you know, get the Bitcoin.com wallet. And but he's like, what can I buy with it? What can I buy with it? So he actually bought a gift card and he was able to get something from China. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. And <laughs> you, you've gone really deep with this. And I noticed um, when I, maybe not a year ago, but maybe six, seven months ago, which is an eternity in, in cryptocurrency, <laughs> I remember you being kind of, um, I'm not reticent, but but uh, at least shyer than than or than you are now on Twitter, and you know you would tweet here and there, you'd retweet some things. Now you're full on. You're just you. <laughs> I saw a recent tweet with you, and it had to do with uh, I think it was Travala. You, you use them to uh, to to book a flight, oh, yeah. or to attend. Have to. That's that's a really interesting story that I think kind of ends well, but. Can you kind of take us through that a little bit? Yeah, well, I went to Atlanta and because I wanted to use the Spendin app, right? And I was going to do a whole weekend in Atlanta just using, you know, cryptocurrency. So I paid for my hotel with um, Bitcoin Cash with Travala. But when I booked the hotel, I thought I was booking it at the Ritz-Carlton, comes to find out that the Ritz-Carlton had actually moved locations down to downtown Atlanta. And I was staying at a hotel called the Whitley. Well, I contacted, which is a lot cheaper than the Ritz-Carlton. So I contacted Travala and tried to explain to him what was happening. And they just kept, you know, emailing me back saying, 
well, no, it is the Ritz. And I said, no, it's not the Ritz. This is what happened. They moved locations. And now this hotel called the Whitley took it over, you know, and this went on for like 10 emails. And I kept explaining to them, I'd send them screenshots. And then they were like, well, you upgraded your room. That's why it's more expensive. And I go, no, this is, you know, I sent them screenshot. This is how much the same exact room at the Whitley cost versus at the Ritz Carlton, you know, and it's a hundred dollars cheaper. So I wasn't going to like tweet it before I stayed at the hotel because I didn't, you know, I was like, I don't know who these people are. Right. Even the, and super nerd, he even called them on the telephone and said, you know, he was my husband, you know, (laughs) and they actually hung up on him. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So for people who don't know, I'm dying. I'm literally dying. Um, So people who don't know, explain who super nerd is. Super nerd is Guy in Coinspice, and he's actually one of my closest friends um, in crypto. And he is just a really great guy, but sarcastic, but funny. He has a huge, huge heart. He's one of the nicest guys you'll ever talk to. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, he might, you know, be a little crass sometimes. Little, little rough around the edges. Little rough around Just the a edges. little rough around the edges. <laughs> he, has three, he has three daughters, you know, and so he just, he has got a huge heart and, you know, he has just welcomed me into this environment with open arms and, you know, he's kind of like my protector, you know, and, um, Okay, so, so anyway, so you're in you're in you're in Hotlanta. You're in you're in chocolate. <laughs> oh no, I was still in North Carolina, but oh, I was sorry, gonna- sorry. You're still in North Carolina. So you're going through this yeah. whole uh, ordeal and somehow you you rope <laughs> you rope super nerd in who and then take it from there. Yeah. So he calls them because they were in London. So they said they were in London. That's where the that's you know, and Joey actually got the phone number for me. And so he calls them, but they're not in London. They're actually Indian. And so he's trying to explain the situation is. And they hung the phone up on him. Right? We'll contact her an email. So they hung up on him. So about a half hour later, I get an email. And, you know, I explain to them again what is happening. And they're not listening. It's like they were in their own little bubble. You know, and I'm like, here's the email site. Here's this, you know, and they just kept looking on their own site. So anyways, I get down to Atlanta and I'm like, and it wasn't a bad hotel. Okay. I mean, it was a nice hotel. It used to be the Ritz Carlton. But it, but it ain't the Ritz Carlton. <laughs> it ain't the Ritz, I'll tell you. <laughs> because I thought I was on spring ba- break back when I was in my 20s. Okay. Oh, no. Oh my gosh, it's like the room smelled like, you know, I mean, the elevator smelled like weed, which, you know, back in my day, that was a lovely smell. Still, sometimes, till this day, it is. But I have to be drug tested at work, so there's that. Right. Um, you know, a guy is, you know, has an open bottle of Hennessy in his hand, you know. <laughs> um, you know Welcome to Atlanta, baby. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm. In my 50s, you know, and I'm like, that was great, you know, 30 years ago, but not today, you know, and I just wanted a nice relaxing weekend. So then I'm actually with Columbus um, from Coinspice, 
and him and I are, you know, getting ready to go have dinner and we walk in, you know, and I look at the menu. I'm like, well, it doesn't look that bad. There's not that much stuff on it, but it doesn't look that bad. But I walk in and it's like something out of like the Sopranos, like back in the seventies kind of feel, you know, <laughs> wood on the walls and stuff. And I just look, and then like the bar is just like in the stuffed in the corner. It just was not even appealing to go and sit in there. So I said, let's just go. So we got up and we walked out. Um, but then we wound up having a really nice dinner and Colin joined us and hey. myself and Colin and Columbus. And so we finished up the evening and then the next day I get up. Oh, oh and another thing, the spending app. That sucked. <laughs> it sucked. It did. First I tried to, I went, you know, shopping before I met the guys for dinner. And so I tried to send Bitcoin cash to it and it would not generate an address. So I wasn't able to send any Bitcoin cash to it. Well, Bitcoin was, you know, wait, what was it? Like almost $14,000 that day. So it's like some Bitcoin to it. You know, $4.50. Right, right by the way. Um, so I sent $250. So then I go into Nordstrom's and the code wouldn't generate. So I couldn't spend it at Nordstrom's, which I specifically went down to Atlanta to use the spending app to shop. And plus you can only spend a hundred dollars. Well, what can you buy at Nordstrom's for a hundred dollars? Mm. Nothing. <laughs> so, but the QR code wouldn't even generate. So I couldn't use it there. And so then the next day I went in still no BCH address would generate and, um, Oh, but by that time, um, I could get a QR code for my Bitcoin, but I was at a different location without any place that accepted it. So I never actually oh, got, so I come home and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to now tweet about Travala. <laughs> and, and before we, cause you, you've, you've done a great job of building this all up. And, you know, I, I couldn't imagine what Travala has to deal with. Now, cryptocurrency, this is my tribe. I, I, love, I love them all. I love all my babies equally. But there are some <laughs> definite bad actors, right? <laughs> so I right. couldn't even yes. imagine what they have to deal with on a daily basis in terms of people claiming X and Y. But anyway, you're... you're, you're and, getting, and people trying um, to scam them, I'm sure. Yeah, but yeah. here I am, a legitimate person who just gave them, you know, $290, I think, because I thought I was going to be at the Ritz, you know, for one night, but I was at the Whitley, <laughs> <laughs> which was, you know, not the Ritz. Nope. And I come home and I'm like, well, now I'm going to tweet it. So I tweet it. And we're all, as soon as it, the tweet went out, some girl you know, responded to it. And it was funny because she was using the same exact terms that Travala was using. And then all of a sudden she's like, well, I'm sure they're going to make it right. And I'm sure they're going to do this. And I'm sure that. So, you know, and it's like 12 o'clock at night, you know, and I had to get up early. So I'm, you know, reading these tweets and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just wanted my $100 difference, you know, in hotel rooms back. I didn't want the whole entire thing back. Sure. So, you know, and at first I was like, I'll just take the $100. You know, they don't need to, you know, do anything special, you know, but just apologize. So, obviously, this girl must have worked for Travala or she knew somebody that worked for Travala. But I also knew that if I tweeted this, I was going to get a response from Travala. 
And I had even said to Super Nerd, I had said, I'm going to tweet this because, I, you know, people need to know that they're not living up to their end of the deal. Mm-hmm. So I tweet it and that girl responds. And then all of a sudden, I mean, a lot of people, and this girl did not have very many followers. So, but a lot of people started like, you know, giving her, you know, likes and all this other stuff. And I started thinking, am I really that evil? <laughs> but I wasn't. <laughs> you're, you're being ratioed. You're being ratioed right there on Twitter. I was, man. It was horrible. And I'm like, shit. And so then, but then I receive an email from them saying that they're going to refund me the difference. And I'm like, well, that would have been nice a week ago. Thank you, Ray. Is what I'm thinking. <laughs> and, you know, if you would have listened to me the first time. And then, and, you know, and I was like, why didn't they just do their own research and figure out that I wasn't lying? And if I was lying, would I have kept this up for so long? I don't really know how liar people do this stuff. Though. Right, right. I would think that they would have given up, you know, after the first three or four times. And so then they were, at first they were like, well, we're just going to, you know, give you back $100. But then it built up. And then Bitcoin Info, you know, info and he has like, what, 108,000 followers or something? Yep. He retweeted it. And so all of a sudden after he retweeted it, they said, we're going to give you back all your money. And I was like, Twitter is good for something. <laughs> it is. Twitter is <laughs> Again, you know, it, they, 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 they became a, 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 you know, a good actor at the end. And yeah. obviously we... Well, they got publicity, you know. They sure. definitely got, you know, some good publicity out of it. Well, I, well, I kind of felt guilty because I think a day or two before we published uh, um, a glowing, you know, hooray, Travala takes Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, and I've used cheap air before, but, you know, it's like when I, you know, when somebody new comes on board, you know, to Bitcoin Cash, I want to use them, you know, and I want to see yes. what experience is like and see if I can recommend it to other people. So, I mean, Travala was very easy to use. Um, That's good. Yeah. I mean, it was very simple, very easy. I had no problem with that. You know, the only problem came into, you know, was you know, the mix up in the hotels in which I trust tried, you know, in a simple email to get them to clear that up and they wouldn't. So. Well, all ends it in uh, all wells, all is well rather than ends well. So that's good that, that uh, they, they did in the end, not just, you know, flip you back the hundred, but uh, refunded the entire, uh, the entire uh, balance. So that's good. Um, yeah. It helped pay for my shopping. <laughs> which you probably <laughs> spent <laughs> of course i had already spent it <laughs> Boom. well there i think yeah, but then i gave some of it to um Linzard and oscar and jose and epch and these so. are our, uh, for people who don't know these are our, our, our venezuelan um guys who do a lot of work in terms of um either reporting or graphics and video work and also charitable work. So um, that's, that's yeah. very, very cool. Um, yeah, good guys. And I think that's the point that yeah. Bitcoin Cash is more than just um, a protocol or a set of software and this you know, kind of medicinal, uh, unfeeling thing that really is, th- th- there's a community behind it. And like you say, you, know, you, you want to support the businesses out there that, and, and the services out there that are, that are working towards um, advancing cryptocurrency adoption. But, you know, it has to be reciprocal. And you're not just going to give them a free ride. Um, you know, no. you, you want to make sure that because, 
that's also a problem because people who think, oh, you know, the, I mean, Spedden got, I don't know how many, you know, millions and tens of millions of pixels uh, published on their behalf. And it turns out you yeah. can't use the damn thing and it's a hundred dollars yeah. and on and on and on. So that's real. real, and, I still, real. and you can't take money out of that wallet either. I still have $250 of Bitcoin sitting in there. Wow. Yeah. And I emailed them and they haven't emailed me, emailed me back, you know, saying, how do I get my money out of there? Cause Colin instead said, you know, if you just, you know, email them, you know, they'll do that for you. Well, I've emailed them twice and I haven't heard anything back from them. Wow. Yeah. See, you're the canary in the mine shaft. You're doing all the hard work um, yeah. that, that it takes for, you know, it's, it's gotta be a complete circle. It's developers, it's marketers, it's business people, websites, all that good stuff. But yeah. that end user, you know, the person who's, who's actually interacting with it, who, you know, they all claim to be working for, um, if she's not, you know, happy, ain't, ain't nobody happy. I mean, that, that's, that's right. the entire thing. Yeah. But, you know, I, I really love Bitcoin Cash. I, you know, it has really become a livelihood for me. I mean, not that, you know, I have to have it, but I seek it out. You know, I seek out ways to use it because I feel that strongly in it. I will go out of my way just to use it. You know, I will go out of my way to teach somebody else how to use it and, you know, how to and explain it to them. And I think that's one of the things that I do bring to the table is that I explain it, you know, as Gabriel says, explain it like I'm five. Mm -hmm. Well, I do explain it like you're five. You know, I don't use words like nodes and pies and, you know, all this, you know, stuff and mining rigs and, you know, unless it gets down to the nitty gritty. I just say, look at how easy this is. You know, all you have to do is scan this QR code. Yeah, and it's funny because Alex says, you know, the QR code is the lazy man's way of crypto. <laughs> if you, you know, Alex Apricot from, you know, Handcash. And I'm like, yeah. No, I'm like, it is the easy man's crypto. You know, it's what makes it easy for people my age. You know, it, it's so easy for people my age. All we have to do is scan that and it works. And that's what crypto is about as long as it works and it's cheap and fast boom um what a great way to end it so i know people are going to want to you know follow you and all that good stuff and and uh, connect with you and ask you questions so where 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 can they find you well um on twitter it's at hi from laura one and telegram it's also i think it's hi underscore from laura and um, you know same with reddit so, um, yeah, and of course, I'm in CoinSpice all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again. Um, you, I, you're so generous. Uh, I know you had a busy day today working, had appointments, and you came back just, just to talk to us. So we really yeah. appreciate it. And thanks it's again, Laura, for coming on. Thanks, Kels.